Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I are at the Golden Globes with some awards of our own. For outstanding performance in a musical or comedy, Mariah Carey. Best motion picture drama, Mariah Carey. And in memoriam, Mariah Carey. Heartbreaker, you've got the best of me. Okay, I think we're good. What was that? 2017's first victim, technology. That's right. This Y2K is finally happening. Damn. Um, hello, how are you? Hello, how's it going? Happy New Year. It's going very well. Happy New Year to you, So sir. far, so good. It's been a minute. It's been several minutes. It's been a long it's time. 525,000. I think, to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. I would not. I, that math and the rent's sounds still right. Not paid, so, uh, yeah. There's no money. There's no money this year. Yeah. That's it. We're all out. We're, we're, we're busted and we're broke. But we're back. But we're back. Where have you been? What have you been up to? I've been just kind of chilling out, really um, taking it easy in the new year here, just getting myself settled into the 2017. Okay. Um, feeling, you know, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Okay. Isn't that something that, yeah. That that's, sounds that's like bragging. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I'm glad you asked. It's a new day. It's a new no, dawn. I think that, and I feel fine. I, I think, aren't we just all really relieved that 2016 is done, closed up shop, no and keep moved on? 2016 yeah. really took a run at the end, too. Ooh, it just wiped out, I like, mean, everybody you ever cared about is gone. 2016 was like the Red Wedding. It kind of creeped up on us. And we thought we were like, okay, we're closing it out. And then bam, bam, bam. Right. There was a lot of things happening and going on. Yeah. 2016 uh, is going to go down as definitely a trash year. We (sighs) elected an internet troll to presidency. We restarted Mm -hmm. the Cold War. And everyone we love died. It was the Red Wedding. You're exactly right. It seriously was. So that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of a... Uh, a tough note to end on at the end of the year there but um yeah here we are it's too many people to talk about but were any of those like last minute deaths did they impact you well uh, i think obviously the one-two punch of you know carrie fisher dying and then like a day after her mother debbie reynolds passing away was just kind of unbelievable it, yeah it, it was just so shocking and uh so sad that that you know that happened i think that you know of course um that really sort of resonated with me just because of, you know, and and seeing their relationship, you know, it it was just very, very sad. Both of them, very, very, very sad passings. Yeah, that was very Um, sad. And fitting though that, and and not to make light of it, but fitting that Debbie Reynolds jumped right after Carrie, almost like upstaging her. It's just so fitting (laughs) of their relationship. that Really? Yeah. Just taking that spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By having that commemorative Oscars tribute all to yourself, yeah, baby nice girl. Try. I'm gonna get some of that shine too. Um, no, but uh, yeah, it was really sad. And then, of course, you know, George Michael passing away was just so unexpected. So unexpected. And, um, yeah, that was that one probably hit me harder. Oh yeah, and especially during the holidays because you know that Wham! Last Christmas song is like playing on repeat in this house. No kidding. To drop that bombshell. On Christmas, 
yeah, I wasn't ready for that. That's I not fair. I was not prepared. Was it not prepared. really was the last Christmas. Yeah, it really hurt my heart. What was interesting was that I, I, we had a lot of visitors here uh, over the holidays. And, and during that Christmas week, my mom and my sister were out here visiting. We were on our way to the movie theater. And I was listening in the car with everybody on our way to go see that Will Smith Collateral Beauty movie, which we can mm-hmm. talk about or not. Um, okay. But I was listening to Everything She Wants. I was listening to Wham! when my sister was like, oh, and George Michael's dead. And I was like, that's funny. And then it was like, Wham! And then it was like, Wham! Wait, no, it's true. Wait, yeah. Stop the music. Yeah, so, so crazy. I mean, yeah, there were just so many losses in 2016. And then at the very end, like the final victim mariah mariah carey singing career you know yeah, so make it out really really she didn't. hard to kind of get over all of these tragedies yeah. of 2016 i mean right before the clock struck 12 mariah <laughs> stepped out onto stage <laughs> and everything went stage left very quickly Holy so can we talk smoke. about that yeah please do come on okay let's just so quick recap you, oh my goodness so she's rocking rocking in the new year with you know dick clark's new year's eve special which I'm surprised she went live on that one. Well, All of those okay. performances oh, are pre-taped. Wait a minute. What, what, what? She didn't go live. I mean, it was she was she was well. She was trying to well, sync up and sync to sure, a, a backing. Sure. No, I'm surprised. What I mean to say is that I'm surprised she went with like a live taping. Usually, sure. those performances are taped in like March, <laughs> and then <laughs> right. they're just aired on New Year's in the Eve. Spring time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. She wanted to go live and live out loud. Unfortunately, um, she wasn't getting any of that sound in her earpieces, and she the the wheels basically fell off. Yeah, that wasn't a good look. That wasn't a good look. Um, but are we surprised? Is anyone surprised? So terrible and so unfortunate. You know, I don't know. Everyone's kind of gone back and forth. Was it, you know, Dick Clark Productions' fault? Was it Mariah's fault? Was it because she was being unprofessional? Did she do the sound check? And I don't know, like just kind of like reading the blogs and TMZ, it seems like in terms of like the rehearsals, I think it, I mean, it does kind of rest on the shoulders of the production team, though, to make sure that her ear monitors are working. But I don't, I don't think it was an ear time, monitor issue. Well, I mean, even, even if the, the things didn't work, I don't know. You kind of put that, you know, uh, Michael knows boot camp you know teachings into play and you just go on with the show and try to play it off but That's she wasn't true. here for it she wasn't here she for wasn't that. here for it i think mm-hmm. that it was a legit technical difficulty or a, a technical snafu um because there was no way she was going to go out there and sing live period in any no. even, situation I mean, even the because high notes even the high notes were recorded well, of course, especially the high notes are recorded. The whole thing. Because she came out, she started, she did the New Year's Eve song, vocals were there. It goes into emotions, no vocals, only music, and then it goes into We Belong Together, and the vocals are back. It's like someone put in the wrong CD, and it was just the instrumental, and not the one with her singing. Because first of all, it's 20 degrees in Times Square, she's wearing a Beyonce right. leotard, there's no mm-hmm. way she was going to try to hit any of those notes. She was only ever going to lip sync, which is a move that she's been pulling for years for quite some time and someone switched the tape which is why when her team claims sabotage i i don't have a complete side eye for it like someone fucked that up but i don't know why the head choreographer had to be fired i don't know why that person's head had to roll because what did dancing have to do with it director kind of got the can yeah but again 
I think that this, like I, we were talking about the reality show a couple of weeks ago and we were kind of a little bit concerned about how the management was kind of fleshing out there behind the scenes. I mean, that manager on that show, she did not seem, we, I said she should be getting like her, her dry cleaning and not trying to manage this woman's career. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Apparently she's a former like America's Got Talent contestant or she was on uh, Last Comic Standing or something like that. No. no. Yeah, apparently, really? apparently that's true. This girl okay. wanted to be well, in the spotlight herself. So jokes on Mariah this time. Well, someone uh, knocked on Tommy Mottola's door, and he suggested that Mariah uh, re-up with a new management team that will guide her in a better direction in 2017. And I have to say, I think Tommy has a point. Yeah, I think Mariah should be in a, like a Britney Spears conservatorship, and Tommy Mottola should be back in control for the foreseeable yeah, future. I need, I need her to take a Hall's, uh, some hot, tea with some lemon in it and just like chill those vocal cords for a minute so she can come out and give us a like just maybe during the the grammys or something give us a tour de force she needs a uh she needs to redeem herself for this from this last performance i don't think it's going to happen because i don't necessarily she doesn't really care that's the other thing i was like does she really though like she can't be bothered with a redemption tour uh, yeah she yeah damn the redemption i don't think she she doesn't even really care which leads me to wonder well what is she even doing out here right now what is she trying That's to do my like, question obviously she's over it right she doesn't I mean, care enough to coin. do it well she's got the money like she's not pressed for cash i think she just craves the attention right it's the attention and maybe she wants a little something to do but she doesn't want to have to exert herself and put in really that much effort put that much energy into it mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah yeah. So she's fine. She's not worried. Yeah, she's not worried. She's, she's not worried. sipping champagne somewhere in a nude, a nude illusion gown. Or taking a puff and a pass somewhere. Did you see those pictures? Oh, right. Did she take a special flight to the uh, dispensary in Aspen <laughs> for a little bit of the green? When she was at, in Aspen, apparently, be, a couple nights before the show, she was caught Mile leaving a, a weed dispensary. She was three miles high. She was three miles high. She was caught leaving a weed dispensary in like a full gown. And, you know, I'm surprised she wasn't being carried out. Honey style. Now, but wait a minute. Well, I mean, we've already kind of like, uh, you know, critiqued her, her her vocal ability. So I was like, but that that's probably not good to to smoke the reefer for, for the vocals. No, uh, maybe she's more awesome. of an edibles person. Maybe she has like a brownie or like a magic cookie bar or whatever. Or a vape, like a soothing vape. <laughs> I don't know. A cherry culotte vape pen. You think that's what she's got? She's that's like her. A little Hello Kitty something to puff on. Oh sure, most definitely. And the little like bow lights up or something. Yeah, a little extra flair. Whatever it was, yeah. Jenny McCarthy didn't have any sympathy for her either. She was like, she was not prepared. She did not do a sound check, and she can't hit those notes. So she had no business being out there. Yeah, but TMZ came back with the receipts, and she was photographed there. I saw her like kind of prancing around the stage. Maybe it wasn't a full sound check. Was that was just there a microphone in her hand? Mm, I think there was another glass of champagne in her hand. That's what it, in both hands, that. yeah. <laughs> I would like the Mariah emojis. Can I get that suite of emojis? Does she have her own emojis? I don't know if she does, but I would pay ninety nine cents for that package. Yeah, yeah. Marojis, Marojis, yeah. Anyway, well, talk to her management. I'm sure they'd be down. Yeah, I don't think they're taking calls right now. Yeah, she said she's going to take a uh, social media break and a break from everything just to kind of spend time and reflect on 
<clears throat> the situation. Sure. So prayerful reflection. Is she going to reflect on mm-hmm. that upcoming tour she's got with Lionel Richie? Is that still happening? I think. I don't know. Someone better call Lionel. Hopefully, he does his sound checks. Yeah, because he's going to be having to sing for both of them. Mm-hmm. He needs to do those vocal stretches. I don't know how his altissimo is looking these days, but he's going to need it. Yep. Um. Oh, did you make any resolutions? Did I make any resolutions? I'd like to read a little bit more this year. Uh, read so my what? goal is to uh, read uh, literature, actual books. No us weekly uh, this year. Uh, us weekly will no, unfortunately, does not count. Uh, as reading material, but I'd, I'd like to try to read more. You know, I always have like these aspirations of reading a book a week. We'll see how, how that goes. I did finish the first book this week, though. Oh, did you? Yes, I what did. What did you read? Um, I read uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates's, uh book, Between the World and Me. Okay. That was just completed this morning. How'd that go? It was good. I mean, you know, it's a smaller book here. It's 150 pages. I thought I'd start myself off a little bit light. I mean, it's not like I was like, I'm going to read Infinite Jest first. (laughs) Um, A book a week is ambitious. But if I can get, you know, if I can get through about 20 or so within the year, I think I'll feel pretty accomplished. What about you? I I made no such resolution. In fact, I made the opposite resolution. My, My sort of be a better person resolution was to complain less in 2017. Um, Oh, okay. Wish me luck on that. You, this this right. podcast notwithstanding, I hope to right. complain less than I did in 2016 about my regular. Yeah, writing. this podcast you are you have a free reign. Yeah, for complaints. This will be my one hour outlet per week. Um, but besides that, uh, over the holiday, I happened to rewatch the first Iron Man movie on Hulu, and I forgot how good it was. And I remembered uh, when the first trailer came out, I was completely against it because I thought it was dumb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we don't need an Iron, Mo- Iron Man movie when we have X-Men movies. Uh, but, you know, it ended up being really well done, and the effects were great. And, and you were enraptured by Terrence Howard's performance? I, re- I forgot all about Terrence Howard was the original <laughs> Don Cheadle. I don't remember his character. That's name, right. Tony. Um, Tony. Tony. Yeah. I rewatched that and was like, this was not bad. So now my resolution was to commit to watching all of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Reuniverse. There are 14 wow. of them. Wow. Okay. So that, okay. So you're going to watch all 14 of them. Yeah. Um, I include the original Hulk with Ed Norton too. Yes, it does. Which oh, I'd forgotten so was a part of it. Oh, wait. And isn't Eric Bana? Eric Bana has a Hulk movie, too. You, you've got some work to do. Well, no. Eric Bana's not in the... Ed, Ed it, Norton's Hulk was the reboot. Eric Bana's doesn't count. So I have to... Yeah, starting from the first Iron Man. They, they sure did. They tried yeah. it a lot with that one. And I was like, give it a rest because nobody likes this. Um, so, mm-hmm. so far, I've gotten us. through four. There are 14. Wow, so you've kind of done... Yeah, I did the first okay. Iron Man. I did Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton and Liv Tyler. I did Thor, which I'd never seen. I'd never seen any of the Thor movies, and I haven't seen all of the Captain America movies. And I also watched uh, Iron Man two. Good luck to you. I'm on my Good well. Luck. It's easier than reading a book a week. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It is You're a li- less gonna... ambitious uh, resolution <laughs> yeah. than yours. I think you may win the resolution war of 2017. But hey, listen. Let's see what happens next week. I just need something busy to keep me off the streets. Next week's, this week's book is uh, Swing Time by Zadie Smith. Oh, I love it. her. Keep, keep it going. Keep it moving. Um, expect a full report by next week's podcast. <laughs> right. You know, five pages, single spaced. Mm-hmm. 
Times New Roman 50. <laughs> um, I uh, did a little bit of binge watching myself over the holiday season, you know, since you have some you know time off and some days off. I um, watched a lot of The Crown on Netflix. Everybody's which, um, watching that show. Do you love everyone's it? Everyone's watching. I enjoy it. I mean, it's the, the most expensive Netflix show that has been produced. And I yeah. can see why, because they blew it all on the chandelier budget. Exactly. Yeah. It, it should just be called Chandeliers. Because I would, I would watch that show. I would too. You know, there's this um, one channel, I think it's like in Sweden, where they just kind of show the most like mundane, basic, boring things. They'll just show like someone knitting for like an hour. It's like the knitting show or they'll have like, you know, like a handbell choir ringing bells, like just really like calm and soothing things. And I think that like, I, I would probably like, I'm like some like, like small kitten. I would watch a show about like chandeliers, like just, just sparkling like, in the it's light. It's like a screensaver. Just the sparkle of it all. Okay. You know? All right. As a, as, you know, to, to, to de, de, de-stimulate myself from all the, you know, overwhelming input of like the the interwebs and the television and stuff i could watch that just to unwind okay well you're the one who suggested it in the first place Why are you, looking at me crazy? you just like backed up off of the idea you're like you know what i regretted that as soon as it came out of my mouth but i'm yeah, like no, you go with it no shut it down I'm like, you stop i didn't know it existed it. now that i know that it exists in the world i, am I know you were like it. actually no that's a, that's a horrible know, that idea that's terrible. a horrible idea yeah i would never do that um it seems tantamount to watching like a video fireplace. I watched the Crackle video in fireplace HD. this year. Okay, we'll see. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get to the crown. It just seems a little too stuffy and dry for me, I think. Kind of like a Triscuit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Triscuit. Um, yeah. But I did find myself this afternoon slipping to like uh, an inadvertent binge of the the one day at a time reboot on netflix <sighs> me too <laughs> did too. you really okay damn great. it damn you know, it, okay. damn it. Oh, i'm like halfway the, through the, it yeah i am too i saw i had to i had to pump the brakes though i think that we were probably you know riding the wave of like the the fuller house nostalgia sure and kind of like enjoying that and so why not go to one day at a time yeah gloria What'd estefan remix oh yes what did you think Boring. Okay. Are you boring? Okay. I was kind of delighted by it. What were you delighted by? I was just delighted. I can't. I am, first of all, just delighted by the format. We've talked about this before. I love a multi camera sitcom. I love a laugh track. I just like the lightness of it and that I don't have to pay Mm -hmm. direct attention to it and I can be working on other things um, while it's on in the background. Some of the jokes are kind of funny. I love Rita Moreno on it. Rita Moreno is fantastic. She's a national treasure. I'm into the new Schneider. And so that's enough for me. Sexually. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But you found it boring. Um, You found it boring. You watched all 10 episodes and thought it was terrible. No, I didn't. I watched five episodes and I did kind of watch it in the background. Um, You know, here's the thing in comparing it to Fuller House Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like that sort of like, you know, campy nostalgia factor. I mean, One Day at a Time was on from like 1979 to 1985. So you're not really, you know, it's not like Gen Xers are going to really be down with it all that much. It's kind of like it's like baby boomers. I don't know. Like, I don't know who its intended audience is because it doesn't necessarily, you know, I don't don't think it's necessarily kept 
by capturing the attention of people who watched the original at all. And um, I, I don't know. It just felt like, I think it's cool that, you know, they're like portraying a Cuban American family in LA, but then I'm like, how many Cuban Americans are in LA? But I guess yeah, there that is part a, doesn't a make, didn't make sense to me. Well, I did a little, I guess, I mean, I guess there was, there is like a sort of, small populations of Cubans that in, move like, to like the Echo Park area. Park, that's true. There but are a couple of like Cuban restaurants and bakeries around there. Well, then there's like Porto's, right? The bakery, right? I think it's a Cuban bakery. Yeah. And of course they made that very apparent on the show. Sure. Um, but and I also, also felt in like the Valley and I don't know. I just kind of felt like the show while it was trying to, while it's, you know, obviously portraying sort of, um, a Cuban family, Cuban American family. It just felt a little bit kind of one dimensional. I mean, obviously it's a sitcom, but like, it was just like, where's my ropa vieja and let's go to Porto's and Gloria Stefan is playing in the, like the, the main song. It was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Like it's it's a Cuban American sitcom, but I don't know. It just felt like very, very (sighs) forced. It felt kind of forced. Well, it, I, I don't know. I think that just may be the format at work. I think you sort of hit yeah. the nail on the head. Um, I mean, I guess it was also like maybe in the first first or second episode that they were just trying to make that very apparent. It's like, we're Cuban-American. We're Cuban I know. American. They, I think they literally said fine. that like five times. <laughs> they basically L- Even said the characters that. in the like, show are like, we get it. We're Cuban. Yeah. we. It's like, okay, I know. I get it. Like, you know, cafecito, got it. Okay. Right. Like all these different things. And, but the thing is, Rita Moreno is Puerto Rican is so is, so is Justina Machado. So why was it so important to make it a Cuban American family? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That. that part d- doesn't make sense to me. And I'm just like, why are they not in Miami? Was it like then? Norman Lear's idea? He was like, I did the blacks with the Jeffersons and the good times. And um, hmm, let's we're gonna do the, the Latinos, Cuban you know? but it's got to yeah. got to be Cubans, or we're yeah. not doing it, right? Or we're not doing it. Yeah, everyone just wants a flight to Cuba, right? Everyone wants like you know, yeah, like that a must special be. episode where they go to Cuba, and so people can like you know write it off and take their like vacation and also film there too, right? You know that, what? Maybe that's it. You might be right. <laughs> Maybe that's the motivation. Staying tuned for the season finale now. Now I got to rush through to the end to see if they they <laughs> like. Maybe that's the most expensive Netflix episode ever, where they go to Cuba. Right. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It, it just kind of felt like. And here's another thing. I feel like the you know the the um, studio audience camera sitcom format number one is just kind of antiquated, and I also think that children like Nickelodeon and, and Disney have so many of them that it kind of feels like it's, it's more suited for children to watch in a lot of ways than it is for like an adults. Do you, does that make any sense? Yeah. I think, And I guess that Disney, I don't know, not, not that they do it better, but it just seems like it's a genre best suited for them now, because I guess so many of their shows are like that. Yeah. That I think, that format definitely became more popular on like Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel, so it does seem like all of the multicams that are out there are like Wizards of w- Wizards of Waverly Place, and you know that's right. so Raven, that's so Raven, the Sweet right. Life of Zack and Cody, and and a bunch of other shows from ten years ago because I can't think of anything mm-hmm. current. Um, but you know, still, if you're on CBS on Monday nights or on Thursday nights, they that that multicam format is still alive and well, and those shows are are oh, doing sure, very definitely. well and very popular. Tim Allen but still has say, a sitcom on TV, but you're right; yeah. there is like a simplistic nature to those shows that does seem sure geared towards children. 
yeah, and I just can't get down with it. Although I feel like the CBS multicam com- uh, comedies feel a little bit more mature. Well, it's yeah. because all the people on there are uh, retired. That's true. They're all they're all you know. Yeah. Four hundred one k zone. So yeah, I've only gotten through five, but you know that's kind of just how I feel about. It. But I mean, I think that Justina Machado, she's a really great actress from Six Feet Under. And Rita Moreno again, fantastic actress. Let's see, maybe I'll watch a couple more episodes, and maybe I'll. Yeah, I've definitely watched enough that I'm going to finish. Um, but I did not expect totally to catch because I actually wasn't a huge fan of the original. I'm aware well, that's of the it. Thing. I was like, I don't really remember the original all that much because I'm only 25. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was before my time. Uh, before my time. No, but um, I don't really remember. I mean, Valerie Bertinelli was on it. I know that. And, you know, there was a, you know, their mom who had like a redheaded 2D situation, right? Sure. And that's all I really yeah, remember. You got it. That's all I got. And a tool that's belt all I got. and a mustache. And there was a tool belt and a mustache. That's yeah, correct. And some sassy children sometimes. Right. But there wasn't a Rita Moreno character on that one. So that was incorporated. Like, here's my thing, too. It's like, why even call it? I mean, it could have been based off of One Day at a Time, but why call it One Day at a Time again? I mean, like, are people that sort of like, is is One Day at a Time that beloved of a, a sitcom that, you know, that the, the doing a reboot of it and calling it by the same name would draw in an audience? I don't think so. No, I think it sort of guarantees at least a, a fraction of an audience. I guess it had us. To, that's why we we kind of yeah. Checked it I guess so. I wouldn't have checked it out if I didn't at least if it seem didn't, a little familiar. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, tell me how the rest of them go. And, uh, <laughs> sure. We'll you could pretend that you haven't something. seen it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about it. Are there chandeliers? <laughs> um, speaking of other Netflix series, I watched a lot of Chef's Table this this uh, holiday season too. Again, like this whole like sort of like relaxation thing, like there was something really relaxing about the beauty shots of the food and just sort of like sitting there and listening to these chefs like, you know, what you know kind is of like chef's table. Chef's table is a show on Netflix and it features one um, chef of like a like the top like 50 restaurants in the world. And every episode um, features one of one of these chefs. I think they're they're in their second season now on Netflix. And um there's about like maybe five episodes per season. And uh, yeah, it just talks about like the restaurants and the chefs and their basically, you know, their background and their journey into becoming, you know, pro- professionals. And uh, it's nice. I mean, it's really well produced. It's a documentary style, about an hour per episode. And you get to look at all this like amazing, you know, food and everything and kind of like, you know, listen to how they talk about their process of making food and, you know, uh, dishes and all that sort of, sort of stuff. Um, I've actually been, there's, um, there's one episode about this restaurant in Mexico city called Pujol. Okay. And I've been to this restaurant and uh, it's, it's really, really good. It's inventive uh, Mexican food. And um, yeah. So that kind of like started my interest in watching the show. And then I just sort of, you know, was bored one day and I started watching other shows and um what I, and I really, I really kind of got into it because I kind of fell into the rabbit hole, and then I started yelping the restaurants because I was like, I'm just kind of curious how people feel about their experiences there. Um, and for the most part, there are positive reviews, but there's this one restaurant because I'm going to San Francisco next week. Okay. And there's this one restaurant called um, Altelier Cren, which is there, which is this like really fancy restaurant, and the chef was featured on one of the episodes of Chef's Table. 
And I mean, like super expensive meal. We're talking about like $500 per person for like, you know, a, a prefix menu and like wine pairings and all this stuff. So you're like, you're basically dropping a grip when you're going there. Um, and like a, a lot of the reviews were positive, but then there were some angry negative reviews where people were just not happy about spending all that money and didn't feel like they got um, what they were paying for there. So now you're prepared and to go there, drop a grip and light up their Yelp page. M- definitely not. Definitely not. Cause it's not like the worst feeling about going to a restaurant and spending like hundreds of dollars and coming out really unhappy and unsatisfied. Yeah, I imagine that would be a terrible experience, but I can't say that's ever happened to me. If I'm going to a restaurant where the financial commitment is going to be that great, I have researched, reconned, done all of the prep work. Like, there are nothing to chance. There's no, my earpiece wasn't working. There's no, I couldn't hear the mic. Like, I know Mm -hmm. what I'm getting. Everything's got to be perfectly executed. Yeah. Everything's I've had some perfectly th- executed, and I have, you know, all of the reviews and recommendations. I know what the, the th- I'm not taking any chances with the menu. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've gone to more than just the Yelp page. Yeah, you've you've got to really go in deep. Yeah, you've gone and checked the, the kitchen. You've made sure the A the A rating is is a- recent, accurate. not expired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all of it. I've had a couple of experiences where I'm like, man, that was not. I can't say that I've ever dropped. Like five, I will. I I could never justify that expense. Really, five hundred dollars on a meal? No way. Can't. I don't think that's going to happen. But what does happen is that I like going to these Yelp pages and reading the angry <laughs> reviews because they're really really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there was one review. There's this one restaurant that got um, Bon Appetit magazine's best restaurant in America. I think it was a couple years ago, and it's this restaurant called Rose's Luxury in DC. And I'd gone a couple of times and I wasn't really that impressed with it. And it wasn't something that was super expensive, but um, there's this thing. They don't have a reservation system at the, the restaurant. So you have to wait in line to get like a table at the restaurant. And it was like so crazy. You would just, it would just basically be a line of like hundreds of people going down 8th Street in DC waiting, waiting for like the restaurant to open up so they could get a table. And like there was all this hype around it. And um, I went there with a couple of people and I think the first time was okay. So we we're like, all right, we're feeling this. And we were kind of like feeling ourselves because we just went to like Bon Appetit's best restaurant in America. And we took a couple friends like a month or two later and it was just not good. And I, we waited in line for like an hour and a half to get the table. And we're just so disappointed after the meal. Um, and someone basically expressed kind of like the same sentiment, like in this Yelp review, but they were just like so angry about it. And like on top of it all, like they were like, and also the restaurant stank, like, like just like really, <laughs> really upset. Like, um, but yeah, it's, yeah. Sometimes people, people in their petty Yelp revenge, it's, it's real entertaining. You know, it's the me. voice of the people. I do love like a petty Yelp review. I, it's, it's like my favorite new hobby. Is Half to a star. I mean, I, Whipped I, out my I edges. Always go. Yeah, I mean it's the best. Just treat yourself and just go ahead and filter by like the one and two star reviews, yeah. and you have a really fun mm-hmm. hour of like entertainment right there. Right. And if you're trying to get something free from a restaurant or a store or something, go ahead and leave them a really shady review on their Yelp page. I guarantee you, have you'll you get ever, a contact from ever, a manager. Have you ever done a petty Yelp? Oh yeah, I've done a couple. Oh, okay, I have done a couple, oh, okay. and every single time I've done it, 
I've gotten a call from management and an apology and a coupon and like a half off and a, how can we fix this and please change your review. They're like, sorry, your earpiece wasn't working. Thanks <laughs> from Dick Clark Productions. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's, that's how Mariah should remedy the situation. She should yelp to Dick Clark Productions. And maybe they will give her a chance to redo it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mariah, you, you're listening, I know. Problem so. solved. I think that'll make go. Mariah and Tommy Matola happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Golden Globes were tonight. Yep, they sure were. What'd you think? You know what? Um, I think La La Land won too many awards. <sighs> I'm, I, you know, I haven't seen the film, and I don't really know that much about it. I know it's a musical, and it's set in L.A., so it's like, it's basically a film for actors, about actors, and then there's a little bit of musicality and uh, dance routines sprinkled on top. So it's basically right. catnip for... Hollywood Foreign Press, right? True. I wasn't really the, surprised. The plot of the movie is basically like a couple of dreamers who dream have dreams. Um, and of course, the Hollywood Foreign Press loves a movie about Hollywood. Like, there's no surprise there. But it was nominated for seven awards and it won seven awards. Meanwhile, wow. Moonlight, which was beautiful, almost got completely shut out. See, and you know what? And just having finished reading uh, Tanahesi Coates' book, um, he talks about this idea of the dream and you know what? And I was already like, damn it. This is, this is, this is what's wrong with America. (laughs) You know? So like, as I was watching the awards, I just became even more sort of like outraged, outraged outraged and just at least, I mean, at least I can say I'm not surprised, but you know, Hey, but at least, you know, luckily Moonlight did win for best drama at the end of the night. So that was a nice way to sort of cap off and finish the night. But Talk about snub. Everyone else in Moonlight. Everybody else in Moonlight. Um, were there uh, any any winners that you were pleased or surprised by? Or, well, I was shocked that Donald Glover won for Atlanta for best in a comedy series. Yeah, and twice on top twice. of that. I mean, in a doo brown series. suit and the doo brown Gucci suit. Yeah, it was Gucci, but it was Dookie. It was Doogie by Gucci. Was it by Doogie? Or was it by Gucci? You know, I I thought it was by Tootsie Rolls. I don't know. (laughs) Little Velveteen Dream. Oh, man. If you're going to do something like that, it's really got to be a little bit more tailored to. No. Tailoring, please. I think he's been rocking a lot of Gucci recently. I mean, like I said, you know, Gucci's having their big kind of moment in this this last, you know, season. Um, And everyone seems to um, really enjoy what they're sending down the runway. But that brown suit, no, 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 no. Yeah, that was that was a choice. It was a choice. And I saw like, you know, like GQ is like thumbs upping and like, you know, praising it. But yeah, that 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 was a choice. I will that not I will not be choice. praising that. Um any other uh fashion moments that you enjoyed or despised Mm, i didn't care for anna kendrick i don't care for anna kendrick in general but i also did not like her dress it was this weird sort of asymmetrical off the shoulder gauzy number yeah it, it it sort of created this weird picasso effect between her head and her boobs it was like yeah that was kind of weird yeah i remember seeing that too not 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 the best look you know the thing is like people are like i feel like 
maybe this year more than 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 before, people are really taking like a like too literal of a cue from the Golden Globes, and like I feel like everybody was in a metallic dress. Everybody oh, yeah, had metallic. Everyone was wearing. It was like they were made out of pieces of old um, Golden Globe awards. Right. It looked like yeah, they all yeah, they looked like extras from you know last year's whiz you know what i mean right i gotta um, say a lot of the black girls in, in metallic dresses though looked good I, the regina king i thought looked good Yvette nicole brown i thought looked good yeah i mean they definitely looked good but it, it wasn't like kind of like outstanding right so, i don't know i think that you know once you see that that's kind of like a one-trick pony i mean we've seen you know beyonce rocked a gold gown yeah maybe i think it was years ago or so at the golden globes and then of course j-lo a few years ago rocked a gold number a gold metallic number i mean i guess metallics when you're talking about like you know evening gowns things like that that's it's never going to go out of style but like it's really been done i but i guess that people now this is kind of it's it's kind of a tradition i'm going to wear a metallic at the golden globes and i'm going right. to do it yeah i'm going to do it i'm going to um, show i'm going to show j-lo controversial pick i yes. actually think karuchi tran looked good well, yeah, she was wearing Dolce and Gabbana. She was doing uh, E's red carpet coverage. Good for Karuchi. She's really made this, well, made the, the demise of her relationship between Chris Brown and her really work for her. She really has. I don't even really associate her with Chris Brown anymore. Yeah, she's kind of like a, a you know, an, an, like a, a phenomenon of her own, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, phenomenon might be an overstatement, but she, <laughs> yeah, right. she, yeah, she's out there doing something by herself. She's, she's hustling. Yeah. Props to that management. She's really got it. She really knows what to do. Yeah. Um, my favorite dress of the night, though, I think I got to say Issa Rae in all white. I thought she looked Issa great. Issa Rae looked fantastic. She looked amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it was a really standout night also for older um mature seasoned actresses on the red carpet i thought oh, that really? it looked really great although it was a, a gold metallic not kind of num- a metallic number that she was wearing she it looked, look looked very nice um and it was like a long sleeved um golden like nude gown i thought that looked really nice and goldie hahn oh looked goldie hahn looked great amazing i mean that that her the mug was snatched and beat Mm-hmm. Uh, but she looked really great and, and you know like very age appropriate but very you know elegant at the same time um but you know then some other people there were like grapes dangling and dangly things happening where i was yeah. not really understanding you know why grapes are incorporated on a dress i think like jessica beals had like grapes hanging off of her dress and that was kind of weird right um, Kristen bell looked really really good did you see Kristen bell yeah a, like plunging deep Deep neckline. Yeah. That black sequins number, that was really nice. I actually really liked her hair and makeup in the dress. Yeah, I thought she, was okay. Usually I, she's kind of a miss for me almost always. Um, mm-hmm. But she, I thought this was a good night for her. She looked good. Yeah, I think she really stepped it up this 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 time around. I thought Mandy Moore looked really, really looked nice too. She was in a Neem Khan number. Yeah, like I love a, a nice cape. Sort of cape. I'm glad she wore a cape. So I was. And she had like a bump it in the hair. Like it, a cape I, and a bump you know, it. That's what I'm that going to wear to work tomorrow. You know what? You should really do it. Rock I have to it switch out. my it style out. icon from Joy Behar to Mandy Moore. <laughs> Just go ahead and treat yourself. Yeah. Um, a miss is for the night. Oh, and this is kind of like Sarah Jessica Parker. What was she doing? 
I think she was, was doing she a Carrie Fisher a Carrie tribute. Fisher? I okay. think that was a Princess Leia tribute. <sighs> Can you can't you just take like a lightsaber to the carpet? Don't right. give me the full like, just fun. make it an don't, accessory. Yeah, give me like a C three PO pin on your lapel. Yeah. But I don't need you to be uh, going taking going taking yourself to Comic Con. We were at the Golden Globes, girl. Right. Yeah. Um. Quick aside: Is Jonah Hill mm-hmm. skinny again? We don't have to dwell on that. Is he skinny again? Well, he looked really. He looked pretty good tonight. I thought he looked. You know, yeah, together. I should give him credit. I should give him credit and not hate on Jonah Hill, as is my instinct in 2017. I'm trying not to complain and be a nasty person. Jonah Hill Hill looked good tonight for Jonah Hill. He did. Looked very dapper. Looked very yeah. dapper. So, yeah. Yeah. Good for That's him. another one of my uh, resolutions. Not, I mean, to get snatched, but, um, you know, <laughs> just to um, be more mindful of what I'm consuming. I got, for Christmas, I got a really great cookbook. I got Mark, Marcus Samuelson's cookbook, and he's the owner of Red Rooster in Harlem. And uh, it's basically it's basically like a soul food cookbook, but he's uh, like Ethiopian, Swedish. Oh. And so he incorporates a lot of different kind of you know influences into his soul food and stuff like that. But, so it's uh, going to be started, adventure time in the kitchen for you. It is adventure time in the kitchen. So that's like my that's like really my primary resolution is to cook more and 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 especially become more well versed in um making soul food so i um cooked a couple things i've started off very very kind of slowly i uh <laughs> made a cocktail that was in the cookbook so that was that sure. was not very soul food difficult. cocktail right <laughs> soul food cocktail mm-hmm. and i made some cornbread made some cornbread from scratch well, of course time. you did really how'd good. it go went pretty good didn't burn anything so i feel like i've accomplished something okay did and you then clear I, the pan? Uh, uh, was there any left there's some left. I can show it to you, too. Okay. Well, no, that's okay. I believe you. Golden brown. Okay. Uh, and then this evening, I just made uh, some of the lovely sweet potatoes that are featured in the cookbook. So there you go. Very nice. I mm-hmm. um, just learned the difference between sweet potatoes and yams. Tell us. Uh, let me see if I can remember. Sweet potatoes are actually South American and yams are African. Sweet potatoes are higher in sugar than yams okay. are. Yams are higher in calories, I think by two or three times, but they are like complex carbohydrates. So yams are actually better for you than sweet potatoes. Huh? Yeah. I think that's it. Anyway, okay. I didn't realize that. I was like, there we go. Tomato, tomato. More you know. It's more like tomato potato. Patty's definitely using sweet potatoes in those pots. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. There's no yams. No. She's using sweet potatoes and like Mrs. Butterworth's. She's like. Don't try to import no African yams because I don't need the price to go up, okay? (laughs) That's true. Keep that, keep it at 348 a pie, Patty. Well, I don't think we're going to be any importing any African anything once Trump is inaugurated. Everything's going to be shut down. It's going to shut down those borders. Not if Meryl Streep has anything to say about it. You know what? Give that woman all of the awards. She all won the, I mean, she, everybody's award. should have just they should have just given her all the Golden Globes after that. That was amazing. Yeah, and I think it's nice. I think that it's what people the people want to hear and what we need to hear. And I think that we're going to see a lot more of of these these speeches in during the award season. But it's nice that she kind of kicked off um, the movement with her speech tonight. Yeah, I mean, 
that was a beautiful speech and I'm glad she did it. But honestly, to like that room, is a, it couldn't be a more sympathetic audience. Hollywood giving that sure. speech to Hollywood. I think everybody except for like Mel Gibson probably in the audience was applauded. It was like, huh, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was great. And Viola won for fences. Oh, did the hidden fences thing over oh, and over goodness. again? Yeah, people. Can we not Michael conflate Keaton. black movies? Can, yeah, it's like, let's just put them all together. Yeah. It was like helping, helping hidden fences. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Jenna Bush did the same thing on the red carpet. It's like, That's come right. on, Pharrell, Pharrell kind of gave like a low side eye, but he kind of kept it together. Sure. Yeah, people, there, 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 are, two, there are two movies. Okay? Mm-hmm. Two movies. They were just trying to save time. Just get up, give, give them the, you know, they can split an award. It's fine. Yeah. What's the difference? Give yeah, it to um, Octavia Davis. That's fine. <laughs> and the winner is. Octavia. Um, <laughs> and also, I have complicated feelings about Casey Affleck's win for Manchester by the Sea. Of course. I mean, you know, that's going to, we're going to see how that all plays out during the rest of the award season. But if this is any indication, any indication you know, uh, despite his kind of like co- the controversy surrounding him. It seems like he's going to. Yeah. Especially after probably we take... destroyed Nate Parker. I don't want right. to see this guy sail through as an award season darling and win every single trophy there is out there. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you said, hopefully this isn't an indication. Everyone knows that the golden globes are kind of trash. Um, their voting committee is, is less than a hundred people. So it doesn't necessarily indicate which who, way the who else was up for best actor in that category because i it was denzel washington and faces in fences and okay. hidden fences joel edgerton <laughs> in loving uh andrew garfield and hacksaw ridge and vigo mortensen in captain fantastic okay okay so yeah we're we're gonna see how the rest of the award season checks out but yeah i think a lot of people were surprised by that win or not surprised i mean but nonetheless yeah yeah i got my eye i got my eye on hollywood yeah and i'm not taking it another <laughs> one of my 2017 resolutions hit it fences bullshit no where i see it as it happens um anything else uh interesting happen at the awards oh tracy ellis ross won hey that's right uh that's right. She shown up did. Good for her. I, I felt like Issa Rae should have taken it because really that was that was the show for me this year. But I'm glad Tracy won. I feel like this is her award from last yeah, year. Yeah, she yeah, this is kind of like making up for the fact that she did not win last year. Um but I think Issa will have plenty of opportunities. Uh well at least at least next year, because luckily uh Insecure has been renewed for a second season, which is fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. Stay tuned, everybody. Now, where are we going? Mm. Congratulations to Serena Williams. She got engaged over the holiday season. Oh, yeah, she did. To a nobody with a lot of money. Mr. Reddit. But does he really have that much money? Because I was trying to uh, Google the net worth, and it it didn't really seem like he was rolling in the the coins. Listen, I don't really know what Reddit is or how it works, so I don't want to speculate. I feel like Reddit could be sold at any moment to one of these big media companies and that guy could be rolling in the money any second. Okay. So she's just, you know, kind of investing in her future right? with the, with, with this exactly. uh, engagement. She's getting in on the ground floor pre-sale so that when it happens, half of that will be hers. Smart. Right. So Smart she, girl. yeah. Okay. All right. She's, 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 she's probably done her homework. 
Do you? Uh, he knows speaking what of, and to jump back for a second of of uh-huh. binging things and and social media that I don't understand, Cameron Dallas. Do you know who that is or what that is? Uh, I think he's like a YouTuber songwriter. Yeah, and he's got the show on Netflix. I that was another one of the shows that I binged. He's got the show called. Now, was Casey it a show? Or was it a documentary? It's like a docu reality docu series. Um, okay. about and this guy Cameron Dallas, it. which sounds like a gay porn name. Um, and yes. he is his Instagram model. I don't know where he came from, but he's got like 14 million followers and he goes on. They do these, these tours, the tours of the show called MagCon, MAG. It's called meet and greet conventions and they go all okay. over the world, uh, uh-huh. not with a bunch of these other like Instagram models. And they huh. put on these shows. Basically, it's just a DJ, and these kids jump around in shorts on stage, and they're basically like, "Are you guys ready?" And all the girls lose their mind, and they're basically like hype men. They don't sing, they don't dance, they don't really do anything, but they're enormously popular, and they are dragging in stacks. Really? Yeah. Because of their 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 YouTube celebrity, they monetized the social media celebrity into this thing. They when literally made something Con? from nothing. Can, can we can we make a stop at MagCon? I don't think I mean, we can. Because right <laughs> we are the wrong flavor, I think. Right. <laughs> We're on the wrong side of all of that. But there's something there. It's kind of fascinating. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. The children. Just speaking of things the that children. I don't understand. Because I was like, yeah, who I is just... this kid? He looks like Justin Bieber. He's, he's likable and affable. But what are these kids doing? You know, how do they even know about this? I've never even heard about a MagCon before. They know each other. I guess they're connected through hashtags. There's this older guy. His name is uh, Bart. He's like their manager. He puts the tour together. He's kind of like their Lou Pearlman. There's a very, like, Ooh, making okay. the band feel to it. And mm-hmm. I just wonder, like, who's getting touched where? Who's getting swindled <laughs> how? Um, right. Yeah, but like this kid was nominated for a Teen Choice Award. He beat out Kim Kardashian and Kanye West in this category that they were nominated in as King of Social Media. So there is hmm. a there is a legitimacy to it. It's just so weird that it seems to have come out of nowhere. Okay. And is it is it, it's it's an interesting watch even for non-millennials? It was an interesting watch to me. Um, I think millennials will enjoy it because it's it's one of their icons and they know who that is. I think it's interesting for people outside of that demographic to watch it, just to, just to sort of watch with a curious eye to try to understand what this thing is mm-hmm. or what the kids are up to. And he like he mentors these um, these other sort of up and coming social media stars and in Instagram wannabes. And like at one point they go on this photo shoot at the beach and they take all of these pictures and they start posting and hashtagging. And he Cameron is telling the younger, the new generation, you know what, like, don't take too many pictures. Don't post too many of the same, like change your shirt before you take a picture at the same location, because then you like you can monetize that different. I was like, he is actually smart about that business, I think more so than any of those other kids who are literally just blowing mm-hmm. through money. One of these kids comes from a broken home from Indiana who you can tell he was probably a cute teenager, but he's aging out of this. These these kids are getting into like 1920. They're having skin problems. Uh-oh. You know, they're sort of going from cute Aaron Carter to like mid-20s Aaron Carter where, oh, uh-oh. where the genetics start to betray you. Right. So that trend is going to come to us to a halt. But meanwhile, he's got this huge house in the Hollywood Hills. He's got three Range Rovers and Lambos. They're going on vacation in Santa Barbara. And 
you know, in one scene, they're living the high life in these giant houses. In the other scene, he's like, they're on tour in Germany. And he's like, where's my per diem? How are we supposed to eat? I'm not doing this tourney. Anyway, it's crazy huh. and weird and interesting. And it's also nothing. There's like nonsense and nothing. There's like nothing to it, but they're making all this money. Yeah. Where does the money come from, though? Why from do they get these paid this girls, money? These teenage girls who buy a ticket, who wait in line, who scream and cry like like they're at a Michael Jackson concert in Budapest. They lose their shit over these kids, and all they want to do mm-hmm. is like meet them for a second and take a picture. See, this is why I, I'm picking up a book in 2017 and putting the phone down. Get off the gram, child, and read a book, and get off of my lawn. <laughs> right. Well, see, and that's where you're exactly wrong because you need to pick up your phone and create a snap story. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put the book down. Right. Put the don't learn, kid. Just Snapchat it all. That's it. Make a GIF. GIF? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> no. Ask a child. Ask a baby. There, there needs to be a, re- a reverse like Big Brother program. I need a little brother program <laughs> to sort of <laughs> yes. usher me through new technology. There should be. Like, tell me how this works. Yeah. Please help me. I don't me. understand that. I'm scared. That's just one more thing to, to be terrified about as I get older. Well, I have something else for you to be terrified what about. What is that? Megan Kelly's going to NBC. You know what? I'm furious <laughs> about this. I am furious about Megan Kelly's sudden popularity. I think I'm just not going to watch NBC anymore. I'm done. You know, if she replaces Tamron Hall on the Today Show. I'm going to be really mad about this. Can we talk about how I think that Tamron is the best, the best host on on this day show right now? She is. I love her. Her and Al Roker should go on a road trip. But They should be the stars of the network. Okay, well, here's the thing, though. Okay, so Megan, they, they announced this big deal of Megan Kelly. She's leaving Fox, and she's going to NBC Network um, for reported $15 million, uh, annually, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to be, you know... That's um, not Tamron money, by the way. That ain't Tamron money. No. Which, But she's going to be hosting a daytime talk show, and she's also going to be like a contributing reporter for uh nbc nightly news and blah 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 blah. but um if i I, i'm kind of afraid they're gonna not get rid of the um the nine o'clock hour with tamarin and al and they're just gonna put megan kelly on i don't like that and that that's a crime that is a crime because let's not forget that megan kelly was kind of an asshole she kind of pulled Uh, a rihanna last year she got a haircut and became interesting and so now we're stuck with her for a little while but like let's not forget that when her hair was long and before she became victimized by donald trump she was an asshole she was an asshole asshole. who insisted santa was white who blamed sandra blamed yeah jesus everybody's white sandra bland was responsible for her own like death Mm-hmm. Michelle Obama yeah. was whining about racism and contributing and to culture. And she kept talking about the new Black Panther Party, trying to incite fear in all the, you know, yeah. Fox News network watchers. And yeah. Let's not forget that, Megan Kelly. Before we Now, is she going to try to creep all that in on, on uh, the Today Show? You know what? Probably. That's why I'm not we watching. We all have to be vigilant in this new, like, Trump's America. All of these subtle changes that we think are innocuous. They are yeah, serious and they are yeah, dangerous. It's not good. Not mm-hmm. good. So everyone turn off NBC. Don't even tune into The Apprentice. What was that whole thing? Have this you been week? watching With, The Apprentice? I have not. Have you been watching it? 
I did watch The Apprentice. (laughs) (laughs) Already sabotaged our own initiative. You you know what? Okay. Well, let's just go on to 2018 resolutions. Yeah, just skip it. Um, (laughs) Fast forward. uh, No, I did. I refused to watch. But okay, tell me how it was. Uh, Well, Tyra's on it. Okay, which we had talked about before. So she is, in fact, on it. Okay, what's her role? I don't know if she's going to be in every episode. I kind of got the sense watching it that maybe Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's advisors would be swapped out every couple of episodes because they felt impermanent watching those first two episodes. But she's Mm -hmm. like she she's in the uh, the boardroom. To, she's uh, Arnold's left hand and his right hand is like his cousin or his nephew who has the what? same sort of like lock jawed Austrian accented sort of situation that Arnold has going. So whenever he speaks, right. you never see his teeth and he has a strong like Albibach accent. Okay. Yeah. It's very weird. And uh, Lisa Leslie is also on the show. And I definitely spent the first 45 minutes watching thinking that it was Tawanda Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize to Lisa Leslie for that. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just, it's, it's a normal, normal apprentice. The catchphrase has been revolving. It has been, you are terminated. You will not be back and uh, get to the chopper. And, and oh, then boy. instead of being whisked, whisked away in a limousine, they get whisked away off a rooftop in a helicopter. In a helicopter. Now, I guess they're trying to like figure out which catchphrase makes the most sense, but I think it's you're terminated, right? Yeah, you're terminated is fine. Like, Just stay with it. Stop like, fussing mean, with it. Yeah, he's like, it's not a tumor. It's like, it going <laughs> unfortunately, it's not a tumor. Yeah, unfortunately uh, for you, you know, this tumor has been removed. Like, don't, like I don't need your like greatest hits, Arnold. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Danny DeVito comes on. From twins, you know what? Like, Danny DeVito should should replace. Danny DeVito his should. Wait, you know what? That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, he, Danny DeVito should be his right hand man. Yeah. that would probably be. Television and he gold. would do it because all you have to do is give Danny DeVito a bottle of limoncello, and he's going to be at the party. Exactly, and Turning like a rice krispie treat, and he's good to go. He's ready to go. Contract fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Portia Williams is on there. Uh, oh, Snooki is on there. Carney Wilson was oh. on there for a hot second. She played herself. Who? Carney Wilson. Oh, Carney was on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, what? <laughs> Never heard of her next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a bunch of nobodies. All right. Yeah. I'm not watching. Don't. Don't. I'm not I'm doing not, it. I'm not well, trying to get. What you about to. this whole sort of like back and forth between he and Donald Trump? It, I yeah, I think that was all for show, all to kind of boost ratings for the show. Um, I really don't think that there's actually any sort of feuding going on between he and Arnold. Number one, because Donald Trump is an executive producer on the show, correct? Right. So. I don't know. I'm just giving a hard side eye to all that. And I'm just not. Going yeah, to sure. Speak. We just have to live with the fact that uh, Donald Trump is smarter than the rest of us when it comes to social media, because he has tricked us at every turn with his Twitter account. Yeah. It, you He's know. the master carnival barker. We he is master of misdirection <laughs> and Twitter sorcery. Smokescreen, snake oil. So we just have thing. to get better at that. And he's not like, taking the bait you know what? Time. He's like, you know, he's kind of like that stupid tummy diet tea that you see all over Instagram, right? He's like, you know, he tries to like play it off and like he, you, you think you're going to, you, it's going to change your life and you're going to be fit and firm. You're, you're going to have like a, a six pack, but you know what you get in the end? 
the shits. It's <laughs> shitty. That's what you get from the tummy time tea, people. Uh-huh. And that's what we're going to get. <laughs> that's it's what we're going to get from this presidency. Yeah. You're going to get the shits. Welcome to 2017, everybody. <laughs> hey, You're going to get the shits. Moving on to more <laughs> positive things. No, nah, I think that's a perfect place to end it. Good night. Good yeah, night. good night forever. We'll see you next year. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. So follow, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.